The St. Louis Cardinals make a pair of major trades involving Jordan Hicks and Jordan Montgomery. We break them down today on Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Hafford, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked on Cardinals, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio and the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, many other platforms, including YouTube. Make sure you like, subscribe, and comment. That way you're interacting with us. Hit the notification button so you know when new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. So just a warning today, we are going to get a little bit nerdy <laughs> because uh, we got to break down some prospects. We had some big trades that went down on Sunday, and we knew things were going to we knew they were going to get busy, right? You know, the trade deadline coming up on Tuesday, and we knew things were going to get busy for the Cardinals as we get closer to that, but things they happened really, really fast near the end of Sunday's three to nothing shutout win over the Cubs. Yay. Didn't get swept by the Cubs. That's great. That's fantastic. But the games right now are not really all that important, are they? It's what's going on behind the scenes that that's really important. And um, the, these deals took place like within minutes of each other. The two trades with the Blue Jays and the Rangers got announced. Uh, the first one was the trade of relief pitcher Jordan Hicks to the Toronto Blue Jays. In exchange for the Blue Jays' number seven prospect, right-handed pitcher Sim Robertsa and right-hander Adam Klofenstein. Now, the pronunciation of Robertsa or Roberts is still up in the air. Now, I've heard it pronounced multiple ways. Robertsa is how he himself pronounced it in a video that he did. Uh, I did tweet that out yesterday about um, playing in the in the futures game, he introduces himself, goes into this whole thing, and that's what I'm going to go with. <laughs> okay, despite what Mo said in the press conference yesterday, where he he kind of sounded like a smartass a little bit, where he's like, "I believe it's pronounced Roberts." Yeah, like I didn't like how he did that because I don't think that's how he pronounces it. I hadn't heard that version of it in a lot of videos, so. That's how the kid says he pronounces it. I'm going to go with that. But then not too long after that, the team sends Jordan Montgomery and Chris Stratton to the Texas Rangers in exchange for their number 11 prospect, right-handed pitcher, Takoa Roby, and their number 14 prospect, infielder, Thomas Sujaci, and left-handed pitcher, John King. So you're getting four prospects and then a guy who's kind of bounced in between AAA and the major league. So let's start with the Jordan Hicks trade. Now this season, Hicks is one in six, 3.67 ERA, eight saves in 40 games. Um, fastball hits as high as 103 miles per hour. He struck out 59 batters over 41 and two thirds innings pitched. And according to John Heyman, the Cardinals did offer Hicks a three-year deal to stay, but obviously he turned that down and you, and you really can't blame him at this point. I mean, why not test free agency? You've gone this far. And maybe there's more money available out there on the free agent market. I mean, the guy throws 100, 300, 4. Somebody's probably going to overpay for him. Uh, Robertson is 21, listed at 6'1", 185 pounds, 
represented the Blue Jays in the Futures game earlier this month and in 18 games this season with AA New Hampshire. The Netherlands native is 3-5 and five with a 4.06 ERA and 86 strikeouts in 88 and two-thirds innings. President of Baseball Operations, uh, John Mosellock, described Robertson in the press conference following the game yesterday talking about the trades as not all swing and miss, but a strike thrower. Does get ground balls. The fact that he's so young, he'll be able to go to AAA and be knocking on the door to the big leagues is exciting. Kloffenstein is 22 years old. He's a big guy, 6'5", 243, uh, from Texas. Was a third-round pick in 2018 this season. Has pitched in 17 games with the same club that Roberso was with, the New Hampshire Fisher Cats, going 5-5 five and five with a 3.24 ERA, 105 Ks in 89 innings pitched. Uh, Sam Dykstra with MLB Pipeline tweeted this uh, about Kloffenstein saying, roller coaster career for Adam Kloffenstein has been climbing back up in 2023. Low 90s sinker, above average slider. Jays have noted an upper 80s cutter has helped this year. East-West type, still only 22 at AA, was going back in the Toronto top 30 prospects because he wasn't there. Uh, if you had looked it up before he got traded yesterday, he was not in their top 30, but it appears that he was going. So uh, when describing Robertsa, this is what they, I believe, they, no, this is what, okay, on MLB Pipeline, this is where I got this one. Because um, if you go to like the top 30 prospects, you click on the link and then it'll pop up like a, a bio and their stats and whatnot. So here's what MLB Pipeline had to say about Robertsa was ranked as the Blue Jays' number seven prospect and was going to hold around there. More consistent of the two that were traded, adding Velo has been a key. Touch 95 in the Futures game has good secondaries. So that's all positive stuff. Um, we knew that the team was targeting pitching. That's what they were going to go after. And that's exactly what they got in this particular deal with uh, with Hicks. Both players have actually been promoted from AA. When they were in AA with Toronto, they're going to go to AAA Memphis for the Cardinals. So they're they're getting promoted and moving right up to AAA. Now, in the trade with the Rangers, you had Jordan Montgomery and Chris Stratton both going to Texas. Both are free agents. Monty, obviously, the bigger piece here. But Stratton has done a commendable job. I mean, let's not, let's not just zip past what Chris Stratton did for this team since coming over from the Pirates along with Jose Quintana at last year's deadline. He's he's done a very good job. And this year, he probably got used a whole lot more than they thought they were going to need him because there wasn't a lot of guys they could trust out in the bullpen this year. There was just a mess. Uh, Monty, six foot six left-hander, six and three, 3.11 ERA in 2022 with the Cardinals, was six and nine this season after pitching in some tough luck with a, a lack of run support. But his ERA this season actually is now at 3.42. Uh, that was 20th in the majors. 10th in the National League. Monty's been fantastic. So um, let's go back to the pipeline here on what they have to say about the guys that uh, they got in exchange for Montgomery and Stratton. Takoa Roby, 21 years old, third round pick in 2020, two and three with an ERA of 5.05 at AA. He had a shoulder issue, is on the injured list currently, but Mosellock said he'll be going to Jupiter to continue his rehab, and they believe he will pitch again this year competitively was the name. So it's not like he's just going to throw bullpens and rehab and he's not going back into games. They think he's going to go back and, and start pitching this year at the minor league level. Uh, scouting report on MLB Pipeline says Roby can attack in any direction with his four-pitch repertoire. He can work north and south by pairing a fastball that plays better than its 92-96 mile-per-hour velocity thanks to its outstanding induced vertical break 
and the extension in his delivery with a high spin upper 70s curveball with downer break. He can also operate east and west with a fading low 80s changeup moving in the opposite direction from a low 80s slider. I told you, it's going to get a little nerdy today, so bear with me. I know it's a lot to take in, but you got to get the information about these guys, right? We can't judge them and tell you whether or not this trade stinks or it's or it's good unless you get all the facts. So that's what we're giving you here today on Locked on Cardinals. Uh, Thomas Ujaysi, 21 years old, former fifth-round pick, same year as Roby from Texas, a right-handed hitter with a handsy stroke and aggressive approach. Ujaysi looks to drive the ball in the air to his pull side. He should have 20 home run power once he adds more strength, and he could become a solid hitter if he can develop more discipline. He flashes some aptitude for recognizing pitches and working counts, but likes to turn his swing loose. So JC saw time at all four infield positions in 2022, getting most of his action at second and third. As a decent athlete with fringy speed and average arm strength, he's best suited for second base, where he's a sure-handed defender. He draws praise from his makeup and won the organization's True Ranger Award last year for representing its core values on and off the field. This season, Sujaysi is hitting 313 with 15 home runs and 78 RBIs over 93 games at Double A. So pretty good numbers right there. And you know, it's good to hear that he's a good guy on the field and off the field. You know that that's important. Uh, John King. The other part of this trade, 28-year-old left-handed pitcher who has pitched in the majors and the minors this year at AAA this season, 2-2, two and 3.32 two, ERA with Texas. Not as good a numbers, 1-1, one 5.79 one, ERA. He's got four seasons of MLB experience, all with the Rangers. He was 7-5 and five with a 3.52 ERA out of the bullpen in 27 games in 2021. He owns a career mark of 10 and 10, 4.27 ERA in 87 games, all of those in relief. Remember, the bullpen is a problem, if you haven't noticed. Uh, they're not very good. Haven't been very good this season. So um, they're going to shuffle some dudes out of there, and they're going to bring in some fresh meat, which is fine, because the guys they've had in there, for the most part, have not gotten the job done. I'm sure that there are plenty of fans who are like, what is this garbage? These guys don't really sound all that exciting. These are not the best prospects in baseball that we thought we were going to get. And to that sort of thinking, I have to say that I'm sorry to disappoint you, but that is not what we were expecting to get in return for, you know, Montgomery or for Flaherty when and if he's traded or Hicks. You weren't going to get organization's number one prospects. That's not what we were expecting to get. Uh, you were expecting to get guys like this, good prospects, all of them. Uh, outside of King, all of them are going to crack the top 25 in the Cardinals prospects, uh, according to MLB pipeline. So that's really, really good. You have to remember that these guys are rentals, you know, Montgomery Hicks Stratton, all going to be free agents. Now, if they had like another year or two of team control, then you would have gotten more in return. That that's the issue. And why you're not seeing this, you know, amazing number one or number two prospect type of return coming back to the Cardinals. Uh, John Denton says that according to MLB pipeline, Roby will now be the Cardinals' number four prospect. So it's not like you're getting somebody who's, you know, at the very back end of the list here. Uh, Robertsa will be number seven. Sue JC will be number eight. And then Kloffenstein will be at number 23. So you're getting three guys that are now going to go into the top 10 of your prospect list. That's pretty good. I would say that's pretty good. Sure, the numbers 
probably aren't the sexiest ones you've ever heard. But again, these aren't top 50 prospects in all of baseball, but they're pretty good for what you already had. And that's what you're trying to do is just get better. You're trying to get better. Um, the trading is likely not done yet. As I mentioned, Jack Flaherty still up for grabs. Uh, as of right now, he has not been traded yet. Still got to the trade deadline, which is uh, Tuesday. Uh, Dylan Carlson's name still getting interest from multiple teams across the league. Uh, we've also seen the names of Tommy Edmond, Brendan Donovan, and Paul DeYoung's names brought up. So uh, there are still likely some moves to be made. Um, Alec Burleson's name has been brought up in a bunch of different places too. So there's still some wheeling and dealing to be done. So don't just judge these trades and go like, oh man, most sucks still. We don't really know. We don't know if these trades are going to work or not because we don't know if these prospects are going to pan out or not. That's why they're just prospects. We, we don't know. But our very own Locked On MLB prospects host, Lindsey Crosby, gave me his assessment of the guys coming back in this deal. I'm going to share his thoughts with you coming up next on Locked On Cardinals. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 and you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run in a game. Uh, as far as the Cardinals go, they've got plenty of big boppers still on the squad. They haven't traded any of their offense away. Uh, when is Tyler O'Neill going to finally take somebody deep? It's got to happen soon, right? He's got all those muscles. It's got to happen soon. Or how about the Red Hot Lars Noop Bar? You can bet on him. The Nolans are always a, a good bet for some, some instant offense, whether it's Gorman or Arnato. Uh, all of this available on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Complicated apps where I don't understand how to actually make a bet. Those drive me crazy. I hate those. FanDuel makes it easy for even the most simple-minded individuals like myself to use and feel good about it. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly, which is always great. You don't have to wait around. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. The Cardinals will battle the Twins beginning on Tuesday, and you can catch every pitch of the Cardinals' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. Again, thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. You can always leave comments on our YouTube page in the comments section or uh, hit me up on Twitter anytime you want at JD Sports Radio at LO underscore Cardinals. Uh, always and uh, welcome and encourage feedback from you. Uh, the fans and the listeners, because that's what this whole community is about, man. Let's uh, let's get through all of this together. And again, apologies for how nerdy this whole podcast here today is. It's a lot of stats. It's a lot of information. But we're just giving you uh, opinions from a lot of people. And uh, one of the guys that obviously we trust here at the Locked On Network is Lindsey Crosby, who's the host of Locked On MLB Prospects. Uh, shot me a, a quick thing yesterday his thoughts on the guys coming back in these two deals we plan on having him on the show at some point this week to go over any other deals that are going to happen including these uh he's gonna he's gonna make some time carve some time out because the thing with Lindsay is um he doesn't cover just the Cardinals he's covering all <laughs> all the teams all of major league baseball and all the levels of the minor leagues so um it, he's very very busy this time of year but we're gonna get the scoop on uh 
not just the Cardinal prospects, but the whole league. If you're interested in anything else, maybe give him a follow. Dude's an absolute machine, and this is uh, the time of year when he shines. He gets the draft, and then he gets to this, and uh, it's all a lot about prospects and stuff. So uh, we will have him on the show this week. Anyways, here's what he sent me about the pitching prospects that the Cardinals got. He says that Roby is a good pickup for the new model of pitchers that the Cardinals are looking for. Heater is really good, and everything else tunnels off of that and is set up for you to chase. Robursa is more of a project with a lot of stuff that's fine, but nothing that's great. I think developing the cutter is key. He's got both a four-seamer and a slider, and the cutter could set up both of those for swing and miss. And then Klofenstein, he says, is the perfect blend of the pitchers you used to have, which are pitch-to-contact, ground ball guys that the Cardinals always coveted, and what you're wanting now, swing and miss guys. Slider, cutter, two-seamer, four-seamer, curveball, 50% ground ball rate, and 25% strikeout rate. We talked about swing and miss stuff, which is something that Mo brought up in the press conference as well, saying, you know, we targeted guys that had swing and miss stuff, but we're not just looking for just that. You know, we're looking for other things as well. Uh, ground ball rate, obviously a good thing when you got an infield that shines the way, you know, Nolan Arnato, whoever's going to be playing shortstop, whether it's Edmund, Wynn, obviously the young's pretty good right now. We don't know if he's going to be with the team much longer. Uh, Brandon Donovan, Paul Goldschmidt over at first, you get the idea. Um, to get another perspective on this, Daniel Guerrero, who covers the minor leagues for stltoday.com. Gave these scouting reports on the guys. Takoa Roby throws a fastball that sits in the low 90s, has peaked at 96, command with the fastball in the bottom of the zone has been an issue. That, according to Baseball America's scouting report, he's, reg he's registered high spin rates on his curveball to go with a recently added slider in his changeup. He's allowed 19 home runs a year ago and had a, set, a .781 OPS allowed in a hitter friendly Texas League this season before the injury sidelined him. Again, expected to be back at some point this year. They're going to send him to Jupiter. He's going to continue the rehab, and they hope that they'll get him back out there pitching competitively at some point this season. Kloffenstein, which is a lot of fun saying these names, and it? A third-round draft choice by the Blue Jays in 2018, made his double-A debut a year ago, was ranked as the Blue Jays' 18th best prospect per Baseball America, throws a sinker, fastball, slider, curveball, cutter, and changeup, rates his slider as his best pitch and his most used, through 17 starts for Toronto's Class AA club, Kloppenstein's 105 strikeouts were the fifth most in the Eastern League and 30th most across all of minor league baseball entering Sunday. He's made a jump in his strikeout rate from 22.2% mark while in AA last year to 27.6% rate this season while lowering his walk rate from 11.3 to 8.9. So it seems like Kloppenstein, they had high hopes for him. Then he kind of regressed a little bit. And now he's back on track, and he seems to be progressing in the right direction, which is something you like to see. Uh, Robertson, Baseball America, had him ranked as the Blue Jays' seventh-best prospect, relies mostly on the three-pitch mix of a four-seam fastball slider and changeup, that per Baseball America. He was third among qualified Eastern League pitchers in whip and ranks 10th in all of AA in that category. Over his 18 starts, produced a 23.1% strikeout rate and an 8.9% walk rate per fan graphs. Uh, Robert says strikeout rate is more than a 4% improvement from what he produced in 24 and two-thirds innings at Class AA a year ago. He's limited hitters to a 213 average. Among pitchers with a minimum of 80 innings, he ranks within the top 20 across the minors for that category. So there's a lot of positives there. And again, 
he just pitched in the futures game. Like you don't send bums and your scrubs to the futures game to represent your organization. So the fact that Toronto felt highly enough about him to send him and do that, that's great. You know, Team Kentz was there for, for the Cardinals this year, just to kind of put it into perspective. Um, Sue JC, the infielder that they got from the Rangers. Having spent the entire 2023 season with A Frisco, he matched a career high in home runs and set career best in RBIs and walks through 92 games while playing in Texas League ballparks, which, again, are hitter-friendly. He's approaching career highs and hits and at-bats as well. He's walked 8.2% of the time, struck out 22.8% in 417 plate appearances per fan graphs. Sue JC, the Rangers' 23rd best prospect, according to Baseball America, is seen as an aggressive hitter who had a 56% swing rate a season ago, despite showing the ability to be more patient later in the year. He's displayed an average arm in the field and is a fringe average runner, according to Baseball America's scouting report. I've seen trade grades on these moves range as low as a C to as high as a B. I haven't seen anything much higher than that so far, but Nobody's going, oh my gosh, did these trades suck? What are the Cardinals doing? Nothing like that. Nothing that drastic. Some places just felt like maybe they could have gotten more in return. Obviously, Mo and company felt comfortable that this was about as high as they could get. They didn't want to press their luck any further. Maybe there were certain guys in these trades that they liked a lot more than maybe where they're ranked. And they felt like, hey, if we can get our hands on one of these guys, then let's just go ahead and pull the trigger on it. So, um, are these elite top end prospects that should wow you? No, no, they're not. But what it does is replenish the Cardinals farm system that outside of guys like Jordan Walker, Mason, Wynn, and Teen Kent's doesn't really move the needle a whole lot for people. Doesn't mean that it's, it's a terrible, uh, list of prospects that they got going right now. But the fact that these guys immediately, that three of them go into your top 10, says something about both how good these prospects actually are and where your prospect list was in the organization right now, okay? Um, so what do the additions, obviously we need a pitching, but what do these additions tell us about what the Cardinals might do moving forward? I'm going to give you my thoughts on that next on Locked on Cardinals. The Cardinals are back home at Bush Stadium to face the Minnesota Twins starting on Tuesday, and you can catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. We knew that any moves made here at the deadline were meant to improve the team moving forward, right? Duh. I use the phrase, get a jump start on fixing the pitching staff for 2024 when I talked about what trades might take place before these went down. We knew that these moves weren't going to fix it all because that's impossible. It's, it just is. One thing that did surprise me a little bit about these deals is that none of these guys outside of the relief pitcher, John King, were even in AAA yet. And when we heard about what John Mosellock was targeting, it appeared that he wanted major league ready or close to major league ready prospects in return. And it doesn't appear that he got anything like that. I know a lot of us are concerned about next season. 
Uh, we heard Ali's comments this weekend about how they didn't want to go through what they're going through this year. They didn't want to do it again next year. And he was confident that they're going to patch things up and get it ready to go for next year. But in these deals, none of these guys appear to be even close to reaching the major leagues yet. So how does that actually help them in 2024? I don't know. Uh, personally, they are still the type of prospects I expected to get in return as far as where they fit on the level of the prospect list. You know, I, I wasn't expecting to get top five guys out of people's organizations. I was expecting between five and 25, somewhere in between there. And that's what they got. Because again, these are rentals that you're trading. And in many people's minds, they expected more than this top 50 prospects to come back to the Cardinals that would, you know, immediately slide into the rotation next year or to into the bullpen next year. But realistically, that wasn't what that wasn't going to happen. It just wasn't. OK, this is on par with what I think a lot of us thought they were going to get back. It just surprised me a little bit that none of them were like already in triple A. Now, obviously, you've moved two of them already up to triple A. The guys they got from the Blue Jays. They're they're going to Memphis. So they the Cardinals at least feel that they were ready to be triple A, which is which is good. Um, there are still moves to be made. Jack Flaherty is still going to get traded. I, I firmly believe that. Uh, you still may see Dylan Carlson or Tyler O'Neill go to a team. Um, it seems more likely that Carlson is the one that will be traded. Um, from everything that we've heard uh from reports that the Cardinals were underwhelmed by anything that has been offered for Tyler O'Neill, so they're more inclined to just stick with him and say, hey, no, we'll run it back with him again the next year then, if that's if that's what people are offering. Um, the Sujaci acquisition, it gives you more depth on the infield. People seem to like him a lot. I, I haven't heard any reports about anybody being disappointed. A lot of people think he could be the steal of that trade with the Rangers. and. If he is the way Mo described him, where he's kind of in the Edmund Donovan mold, where he can play multiple positions and give them a lot of flexibility, then I think that kind of makes one of those two guys, Edmund or Donovan, that more expendable for a trade at some point. Doesn't necessarily have to be here at the trade deadline. It could happen this offseason. The Cardinals have put themselves in a spot where they are going to have to, to spend money in the offseason on one, maybe even two free agent starting pitchers to fill out their rotation for next season if none of these prospects that they have at AAA are ready to make that jump. In Saturday's bonus episode, I mentioned some of the names that will likely be available. There's a, a decent amount of starting pitching that is going to be available in free agency this offseason. Some decent names. You know, I'm dreaming big, what would... The signings of, you know, just putting it out there like an Aaron Nola and then a Sonny Gray do for the rotation. You add those guys to Michaelis, Steven Matz, who has pitched really, really well over his last few starts. And then you have in the number five spot, one of those young guys like a, a Liberator, a Graceffo, McGreevy, any of these guys, the Kloffenstein, the Robertson from the Blue Jays that you get, that you got. Um, could some of the young talent, that you just traded for makes some of those guys like Libertor, Graceffo, and McGreevy available in trades to go get major league ready talent for next season. That's a possibility too. Loading up on prospects, it allows you more flexibility 
to make those kind of moves next year. Because now you've just added three top 10 type of guys to the, to the crew you already had there, who you seem to like. You know, Cooper Jerpy, your first round pick. Again, McGreevy, Libertor. These are all former first round picks. So it's a process. I know it's not as much fun as normal trade deadline stuff for the Cardinals where we're going shopping, trying to add pieces to go win a championship. But it's where the team is right now. And whether you like it or not, we're going to have to trust Mo and the front office to make the right choices to fix things moving forward. And I believe that they did make the right decision by not trading Nolan Arenado or Paul Goldschmidt. I don't think you had to go that that far yet and strip it down where you had to make a deal that drastic to fix what's going to happen moving forward. Again, retool, not a rebuild. Will it work? We're going to find out. Let's see what else they can do before the deadline on Tuesday night. Again, if anything goes down, we'll be here to uh, to post and talk about it just like we did yesterday. Um, so we're always going to be here and always available for you. So uh, keep it locked in. We'll keep you. We'll keep you posted. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals first listen every day. Be sure to catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast for the series against the Twins with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. Again, if any news breaks today or, or, or moving forward tonight into tomorrow, we'll keep you updated on Twitter and on YouTube. You are the best fans in baseball for a reason. And I'll see you next time on Locked On Cardinals.